Welcome to Paintbrush and Ivories, the podcast for artists and curious creatives that connects creativity with the heart and soul. I'm Michelle Walker, and I'm here with my creative soul sister, Jennifer Ruth Russell. Hey, Jen. Hey. It's so wonderful to have you back. <laughs> it's great to be here. I'm so excited about what we're going to be doing today. Well, we've got a beautiful session lined up because we've got our other soul sister with us, Lisa DePamphilis. Lisa is an intuitive mentor and channel who guides her clients to rise up to their highest calling and embody their true essence so that they can receive the results they seek. From this highest state, they enjoy a magical life in a practical world, leading others from their lightness of being. Hello, Lisa. Hi, I'm so excited to be here with you two ladies. Welcome. <laughs> so everyone who's listening, this is the out-of-the-box goddess mastermind group that I have been meeting with for seven and a half years, pretty much every week, and it has changed and fluxed a little bit in frequency, but these two gorgeous women are a part of my life that I truly cherish. And we want to talk today about the idea of masterminds for creatives. So I would like to just open up and throw to you, Lisa and Jennifer, who would like to lead off with just some thoughts about where they've experienced mastermind groups and I know in that conversation, we'll dig into this particular group as one of our experiences. Yeah, well, I'll just say, you know, our, our mastermind is just, it's really special. And I love how we've cultivated the structure of it. Most masterminds that I've been in have a specific facilitator, leader, if you will. And that person is the one that tells you what to do or leads whatever it is. And we've structured ours differently. So it is a combination of all of us being brought together and we all get to have our, our parts. And I think that's really different and special than I've ever seen. I completely agree, Jen. Yeah, I agree. I used to facilitate mastermind <laughs> groups. I remember that. It was uh, coming together of about five or six people and we'd all read the principles of mastermind. I think they were structured after Think and Grow Rich and, you know, that beautiful standard that was set up. Everybody would participate and share and then set intentions for that week. And then we'd come back the next week, be accountable what happened and all that. But it wasn't in the same structure that we're doing our mastermind group. I think that the way that this mastermind circle started was very magical. And I really want to talk about that at some point. I'd love to hear your story about that because I think that would be great. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we were actually at a, a business conference a weekend with somebody we were all working with. We were all there to really work on our online businesses. And we were finished with, I think it was three days we were together and we were actually getting ready to leave. And we had been going through a process when somebody was on the hot seat. Okay, and we were just observing this, but we happened to be sitting at a table together. So somebody was on the hot seat. And we observed this beautiful sister of ours getting coached and getting all this beautiful feedback from everybody around her. And it was time to go. And I remember sitting at a table, there were four of us. And we just said in the moment, let's start a mastermind group together. All right. And let's do it like this, where we have somebody on the hot seat. So, so we just decided within like five minutes and Michelle was going to set up the, 
the structure on how we would meet on Facebook. And then we re-rotated and I think I helped set up the first schedule, but it's all kind of flowed since then. But it was very loose, but we were all moving kind of in the same direction with the same goals of building a successful online business. I remember that day. And I remember that moment when we saw how much benefit that our sister was getting in the hot seat from everybody else's feedback. And it's like, we wanted that. We wanted that for each other and we wanted that for ourselves. And it's like, wow, we could do this. It doesn't have to be done just in a retreat, you know, weekend. We could do this. So, yeah. (laughs) Yes. It was totally a light going on for me. And funnily enough, I've still got the photo of you, Jen, where we all wrote our, I think it was our email addresses on a piece of paper and you held it up beside your face. And I took a photo of you with the email contact details so that I could set up the Facebook group. I think about this group as probably for me, one of the best experiences I've had. And I've had some other good experiences, but let's talk about if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, why would they bother? I think some of the things that occur to me are really about the touch point of people in my life who understand what I'm about and have skills and diversity of perspectives to help me see more than I can do alone. That's one of the superhero powers of this group. What else do you think? What what comes out for you, Jen? Well, it has formed into being a very, what can I call it? It is like a, a mainstay of not only my business, but my life, because it's, you know, a safe place that I can share whatever's going on in my life. Even if it doesn't feel like a whole lot in the outer world, I can share here. And we've developed some beautiful systems that work for us. But am I answering your question? Yeah, absolutely. I think okay. just sharing what you found have been some of the elements of this group that have really worked for you. And I think what the point that you've made that's really important is that we started out with an online marketing language and shared background because of the conference that we were doing at the time. But it's grown and evolved. And let's talk about some of the evolution that this group has been through. Yeah, and I do want to add in answer to that question to that the commitment I think that we all have is something that is the glue that keeps us coming back because we're committed to each other and committed to absolutely showing up, especially if we're not on the hot seat, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to that's really right. be there, really yeah. be there for each other. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I I agree. I think the commitment is huge. That's what makes it work. That's why we've been able to do this for six and a half, seven and a half years. And because we are committed and because we've been there and shown up for each other and ourselves, we've grown in so many different ways with each other's help, with each other's sights and perspectives and insights. And I can't imagine my life without this group, honestly, because I can be my messy self. I can show up and not know. I can just be exactly where I'm at and be held and always, always get something from it. Always. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if I'm on the hot seat or if I'm giving, receiving, whatever it is, if I'm just there, I always feel refreshed, uplifted, and just delicious afterwards. 
I think one of the things for me about this group, and I think about some of the other mastermind groups that I've had, and I don't think there's been many that have been for the length of time, but it's also the depth of this group that what you said, Jen, before about the the fact that you can talk about stuff that's going on in life. And Lisa, your point about just being messy or just not knowing and turning up still, that there is a depth of love and care in this group, which I think makes it incredible. And the group wisdom blows me away. And it does not mean I have to be on the hot seat to get value out of this group. And I think what we've done in the structure, so if people are thinking about this, what we did initially was we had a meeting every week and there was four of us. And I think we should talk about the fourth member. The thing that we did was we had a rotating hot seat so that every month you got to go on the hot seat. And if it was your hot seat, and we just did it alphabetical so you could figure out who was going next, which I found incredibly helpful, uh, was this <laughs> idea of, and, and it is important to make things clear and, and trackable in everybody's mind because then we don't miss, we don't miss turning up or we don't miss the time and whatever. But it was really valuable because every month we got to both give and receive. And if I knew it was my hot seat, I got my SHIT into gear to be able to bring something to this group because I wanted the value of your insights. And that was really powerful. It motivated me. So in a way, you were both an accountability group to me that I would have done something, but you gave me all that support and wisdom when I presented something to you. I think one of the things that's interesting to say is that the first period of this group We were doing a lot of business marketing. How do we put a sales page together, a copy for our emails? It was very much about business, but we understood each other's lives enough to really be able to reflect and draw out of the others, whoever was on the hot seat, more of their brilliance because often we downplay Mm -hmm. our own because we don't see it. But that role that we played for each other as mirrors and champions and fans has been really, really powerful. I agree because, you know, we were all working on trying to get our language, our essence into the marketing, right? Into into how to write copy and all that. And I love the honesty that, you know, this doesn't really sound like you. This sounds like you're trying to put on somebody else's clothing and present yourself to the world. Of course, since that time was all that, I can't believe it's been seven and a half years, but all that time, a lot has changed. We're coming more into the divine feminine way of marketing now. And so all of us have had really great life experiences of change in these seven years. So what we're doing now is not really what we started doing. So there has been such a process of growth. And I just want to encourage anybody out there that's wanting to get a, a group together to have a, a single focus to start with. You don't have to all be doing the same thing, but it'd be great if you were all working on something that you could all give to each other. And that accountability piece is really powerful. Yeah. It, it, really, it really makes you bring your best self. If you know you're on the hot seat, that's the difference between everybody sharing every week and being on the hot seat. And I think that's such a crucial point And I think for me, it's the difference between a mastermind group and a community. 
So I see as creatives, we're often in the studio doing our own work, maybe not so much for you, Jen, because you're playing music and interacting. But as an artist, I tend to do a lot solo. And so I need the interaction. But the one level out, the one step out is a community where I might be talking about art, but that's a different thing from what we're talking about, which I think is another step of commitment is the mastermind group. It means we meet at a certain frequency, we have certain things that we focus on and we're there for each other and we bring our best game for each other too. We might be feeling a bit flat, but when we're showing up, we're really showing up 100% for each other. So let's talk about the evolution of the group. I'm just going to lead into the fact that we started, we were four, and we were focused on business marketing. Since then, we've become three, and we've added another very important process to the work that we do, and we'll talk about that, but it is the coaching circle structure, which we colloquially call the pomegranate process, which no one else will ever find. Don't Google pomegranate because it's just our lexicon. (laughs) (laughs) But I will talk about that a bit more. But let's talk about the evolution of the group now. Well, I will just share that we had another member. We all adored her, but she wasn't coming. She wasn't showing up for this thing we do. And it, it just became very obvious after I think about a year and a half. And we kept, you know, I remember having a few conversations, some of us with her and are you are you coming back? And then it was about six months of her not showing up and she did kind of say well i think i might be coming tonight and it really was a moment of pause for us it was like redefining who we were and who we are together and what our purpose is and we decided it wasn't really okay for her to just show up again without us having some kind of a process to do with her to come back and she really chose not to do that so that's my take on it but i do remember that we changed. We had an opportunity then to identify who we were a little bit more and define it to each other and set some standards that we agreed upon. And then we went deeper. Yeah, You know, we started going deeper with each other. I just remember that we had gone through so much life experience during that period of time where the fourth person was in and out and mostly out that she really didn't understand who we had grown into. And I think that's why we had to do a second take on it because we had come so far and deep in such a short period of time that we were operating differently already. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that one of the strengths and weaknesses of any mastermind group is the commitment levels. And we witnessed it and experienced it in this group. And I've also seen it in other groups where there really needs to be an evenness, a sharing of the giving and the receiving. And if that falls away, that really affects the dynamics within the group, I believe. I think that that's one of the crucial aspects. And we were quite clear at the beginning about our goal, but I've been interested how that goal has tracked As you've said, it has definitely evolved over the time that we've been together. I'm thinking about some of the other formats of mastermind groups that you have been in. Let's just toss around some ideas of things that have worked or that you've experienced that we could talk through and share a sort of a breadth of understanding of the mastermind group. So Jennifer, you mentioned that 
you used to be the facilitator of mastermind groups. Did they have a clear goal and what other things were different or common with what we do? You know, it was a spiritual-based mastermind group and I actually inherited it from a wonderful leader that was leaving the area. It was local, so we would meet live and we would always start with meditation and then we would go into our weekly shares and what we were intending to do and then we'd end with some kind of a spiritual ritual so it was very focused around that but i have to say the big difference between that format and this format was yes the individual hot seats but also we weren't able to go as deep it was much more of a community in the flesh kind of soft touch i guess that's how i will say it that was been my experience there. I've tried some online too, and basically none of them really vibed for me. And I think it all goes back to, well, two things. The, the way we came together was, was just so divine. And we center down. We have a ritual we begin with every time we come together. We share that ritual, but it's really a centering process that brings us into this place of deep listening. And I, I really think that is a very special thing. That I would suggest anybody that's starting a mastermind to do some kind of ritual in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, totally. Lisa, what about your experiences of different masterminds? Yeah, most of the masterminds I've been in have been business masterminds. And I believe that they use the word mastermind very loosely. So I've been in a couple of them. One in particular that I remember was basically a big group and the facilitator would pick a person to be on the hot seat and basically coach them. And that was, that was it. So it was just waiting to get picked so that you get your question answered, which is not really a, a mastermind. And the other one that comes to mind is where people did get to give their feedback on whatever the person who was on the hot seat said. So it wasn't just a one person coaching in a group. It was more of, you know, the facilitator and then one person got to be in the hot seat and then get feedback from other people. Those are the two ways that I've really seen the mastermind work. Mm. I've got another couple of mastermind experiences where we've come together because we're part of a bigger online community and that allows us to drop into a level of more detailed understanding of other artists' lives so that we can do some activities together. But most of those have gone through a phase of coming together for a period and then petered out. And when I look at some of the reasons why they've petered out, there's been a natural timing of it. But I also know I find myself often in a position where I'm coordinating and hosting in that way of bringing people together. I'm the communicator. I'm the one that sends out the Zoom link. Now, that's okay. But after one group that I was in, I'd been in for 18 months or so, I actually said to the group, I need to release this role. I'd still like to contribute. And then it fell over. That's okay. That's its natural timing. And I, I honor that. But there can be the awareness that I have that I tend to get into that role because I'm a bit of a born planner and a born facilitator. So I think that's one of the super special things about this group is that if you're on the hot seat, it's your job to gather the girls, you know, gather the goddesses. Mm -hmm. and so it's really clear about that shifting leadership role. And 
there isn't a guru. We are each gurus in our own right. And that there's definitely aspects of skills that I really admire both you, Lisa and Jennifer, for being able to bring to this group, but nobody is sort of the leader of the group. And I think that has also been one of its absolute outstanding qualities that's been absent in other groups. You know, the original mastermind that I was taught was through Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And we use it here is there is a mastermind working, you know, that we are all part of this beautiful infinite intelligence. That's part of the ritual that we do in the beginning. It is calling in this, this magnificent omniscience that we can all use. And that's what we use here. And I think that's something that if you're wanting to start a mastermind or find one to join, make sure they have that component in it. Because to me, that's, that is the guru, which we all are sitting in the hot seat, you know, being at different times, yeah. right? That's who yeah. we're connected to. Maybe we should do the goddess minds. Maybe that's what we're rather than masterminds. But I think just riffing off that point, and there's an element of that in the process that we've introduced into our group. So I said before, one of the evolutions has been that we've expanded what we do. And it came about maybe three or four years into the group where I was doing a MOOC, a massive open online course with MIT in the US. And it was led by Otto Sharma and it was a ULAB group. So if anyone has come across this coaching process, the course itself was called Leading from the Emerging Futures, which requires leaders in every aspect of life and community to be present and aware of what is emerging rather than leading from past history. And Otto Sharma's work is just magnificent. If you're interested in this kind of thing, his main work is called Theory U. It's got some great resources out there. But as part of being one of, I think, something like 725,000 people in this online group, we did a process called the coaching circle and the coaching circle includes in it embedded in it one of the most magnificent moves I think you can do in any discussion as a group silence silence with intent and it's open heart open mind open instinct so that we're conscious of all sorts of things that our busy brain in its gathering of information ready to talk kind of mode doesn't access. And I'd love to hear from both of you about what that process, which we colloquially called the pomegranate process, what has that brought to the group, do you think? Well, I'll just say that it's the most amazing process I've, I've, I've experienced. And the reason I really love it is because it opens us up to our extra senses. And there's so much wisdom that comes through that like you were saying, Michelle, that we can't think about with our thinking mind. And the information that comes through is so rich and deep. And the person who's bringing the information through doesn't have to know, they don't have to interpret, they just bring the information and the person who's receiving the information gets to in interpret and take it and, and do what they will with it. And it just brings in such a fullness and richness to that's not there, that's not present when you're just using the mind and trying to figure things out with the mind. So I love it. 
Mm. What about I you, love Jen? it too. Mm. I love it too. And I'm I, Lisa, you just, you explained it so well. I don't know what I could add to that, except that just as far as the structure goes, we have a little bit of a form that we've kind of fine tuned it for our needs. You know, one of us usually follows the form. It's usually Michelle, cause she's the form girl. <laughs> she's the Virgo amongst us. And whoever's on the hot seat brings something that they really want to just feel into a deeper wisdom about and shares it and we get to ask a few clarifying questions but nothing no advice is ever given uh, i love that about it no cross talk we used to call it in 12 step you know you don't talk to anybody that's just share it and then just spending time in the silence downloading you know what is the message here what needs to be seen and what what impressions and there's even one hook in there that i love um remind me what it is michelle it's it's not only impressions, but just images and metaphors, yes, metaphors. That's a word. It's just a really wonderful time of then sharing. And we kind of stretched the time a little bit because it was only a three minutes. We said, oh, we have to do this longer. And I wonder if it's going to morph a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah. I'll, I'll definitely put a link in the show notes for where you can get the formal Presencing Institute organization's approach to coaching circle work. But can I just say it takes you to a whole other level. And I have another group that I meet with once a month that is just using this ULAB coaching circle approach. And whoever's in the hot seat brings a business or a life conundrum. But what I found interesting and it takes self on the point that you've said, Jen, where the structure that we were given through the formal guide, had it being a 75 minute process, we can jump on to an hour long conversation. Whoever's on the hot seat can say, hey, I want to do a pomegranate process. And we can do it in about 25 minutes, even though we expand the silence window from three minutes to five minutes, because we've actually discovered that's where the gold is for each of us. And usually mm -hmm what comes through in that silence is the most significant, not the conversation that emerges after, although that's usually valuable as well, but there's sort of an interesting balance. So I think if anyone's interested, Jennifer's mentioned the centering process that we do right at the beginning. And some of my other groups just go straight into chat and it's a totally different energy. You know, you start immediately blah, blah 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 and then you know my dog's you know sick or my kids got some problem at school and it just gets into a totally different connection point and I think the discipline of actually dropping in and being very present even just a 60 second silence can be quite productive in slowing people into the now and letting them let go of what's been happening previously so I think this is part of our structure that works. We have the centering process. We then do a check-in, which is usually a couple of minutes each just to talk about what's been happening so we all kind of know, catch up on each other's lives. And then we choose whether we do a hot seat share of something from a marketing perspective or we do a hot seat from a pomegranate or the coaching circle perspective. And that's it. That's our structure for the hour. And I think that that's been absolutely a winner in terms of delivering yeah. value yes and we're always very conscious too to end on time which i think is important you know to really keep those boundaries of time 
because I have been in other groups that tend to leak out. (laughs) That's what it feels like, you know, pretty soon you're on there for 90 minutes and going, wait a minute, what happened to the container? So I think that is also very important. Yeah, I'll take that point. I'm mindful that we do need to wrap this conversation as well. So Lisa, any final thoughts about your mastermind experiences or your goddess mind experiences that you want to share? Well, I think that the thing about commitment and showing up, just being being committed to the process helps to build trust. And that's where you get the deeper experience. And if you're not committed to yourself and you just show up, you know, to any mastermind, any community, you're not going to get that level of trust and and depth and a value. And so that's that's one thing that I think we've cultivated in this in this goddess group. Mm, mm, I, I agree. I actually think one of the things that works for us is that we have both a match of skills and in that we had a common language when we first came together and other communities I'm in can have a common starting point. But we also have a lot of diversity. And I don't know that if I was trying to develop one of these groups again, similarly, I could get quite as good a a mix of things. I think that's one of the strengths of any group is that diversity as well as a level of common goals. Yeah, I agree. It's well said, Michelle. So there's also some very pragmatic things that we've just had to reorganize ourselves around. Pragmatic things like time zones. So I find impossible to have any kind of gathering of a group mastermind or other to connect with the US and the UK or Europe if I don't want to get up at 2am. So that's a reality for me. Either I have a group that connects into Europe and the UK or I have a US-based group. So there's the practicalities. I think just in wrapping up, it might be worth just to rattle through some of the points that have come out from us. It's important for each of us to be clear about what we want to contribute and what we want to get out of the group. How willing are we to share in things like the admin and the organizing and the hosting? One of the things is where do you go to find a group? Now, as Jennifer said, this was a divine gathering of our souls, but where might you be able to go looking for a group? And I think about, well, who are the communities you're already connected to? And is there an opportunity for you just to put out a call and call up others into your circle who might be interested, but that requires you to be clear about what you're looking for and what you might want to attract. And that idea of both hosting a group or joining an existing group, that takes a level of confidence to be able to just put the word out there. So what's going to be the most comfortable for you? So there we go. That's a romp through the out of the box goddess experience that we've had and some other things that we've also experienced in this idea of a gathering of like minds. I think if anyone's out there thinking about this on the fence, it can possibly change your life. A good one can definitely change your life in terms of what you receive, but also an opportunity to give. Any other Mm -hmm. thoughts as we wrap the conversation? I'll just say indeed life-changing. Again, I cannot imagine my life without I look I look forward to meeting you guys have become my best friends. You know, it's we've just really developed something deep. But when you're looking for starting a mastermind, just keep in mind that the commitment is crucial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally agree. And 
what do you want to get out of it? I think that's a great question to ask yourself and just set the high intention that you're going to meet others that want the same thing. I think it's important yeah. that you're all committed to that um, accountability piece. That's been to me uh, a firm foundation for us, you know, of, of bringing things that are really important. And we're very transparent. You know, we don't just bring, I'm going to just say me. <laughs> I, I don't just bring certain things that fit in certain little areas of my life. I bring whatever I'm going through, you know, and sometimes it's emotional. Sometimes we just have to talk about what's going on uh, and do a pomegranate process. Sometimes I have to bring some real technical business stuff. And um, I'm so grateful that you know, both of you can stay in the same cycle that I'm in of you've got something to share and you're able to be sometimes a little bit of a hummingbird I am. You were able to follow me, which is just amazing. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I was never able to articulate that before. Uh, always such an honor to, to just see where we are in yeah. our process of life, life in business and whatever good things or bad things or whatever's happening. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, what a honor it has been to have you here, Lisa. Jen yes. and I have talked about this idea for some time in the podcast. How can we get Lisa on? And I think this has been a perfect conversation Thank you so much for coming and joining Jen and I today. And when you come to the show notes to connect with Lisa, we'll have her LinkedIn connection that you can get in touch with her and find her in the interwebs of the world. And if you would like a complimentary Rise Up call, Lisa will help you look for your next step moving forward to get the results you want. There is a link in the show notes where you can connect and find a spot in Lisa's calendar so that is an incredible gift. She yes. is such a talented, intuitive guide. I have no doubt that mm -hmm. you will have great results from that call. So I recommend yes. taking Lisa up on that beautiful offer. Absolutely. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Thank everyone you. who's been listening. Have a wonderful week. Bye for now. Bye-bye.